ladies and gentlemen. It is an honor for me to be here, and I would like to take this opportunity to share some of my great experiences with you as a disciple of the Supreme Master Ching Hai. I found a new meaning for life. I realized there's a lot more to life than being on the top. I can find true happiness by helping others. Also, before I always been threatened by death, I'm sure most of us do. But now, I'm no longer afraid of dying since I now know that I will be liberated after death. I now feel so much more secure, much happier, because I now have Master as the guiding light to look up to. My life has been enhanced by the Guan Yin Method. It has taken a new turn from misery to happiness. And I would like to share with everyone here tonight the greatest treasure in the universe, the Guan Yin Method. As Master has said, you don't know how good a cake is until you try it. I sincerely thank my Master for what she has done for me and all other disciples throughout the world. I don't know what I would do without her. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to our Supreme Master Ching Hai. Now it's my turn. Aloha. <laughs> yes, Hawaii. I love Hawaii. Everybody loves Hawaii. Especially when I can aff- they can afford to have a nice and quiet room on a private beach. Is that not so? Any of your tourists, raise your hands, please. <laughs> you dare not do it? <laughs> okay. My disciple, in keeping with the uh, latest trend of recession, rented a room for me next to the highway. So I love Hawaii even more. <laughs> <laughs> it costs double if you rent a room across the other side of the uh, of the beach. They told me <laughs> it's good that I have known about all this before I was born. I guess or Buddha has known, so he recessed my size <laughs> to fit in with this small room and also with the environment. So I hope you, the tourists, other tourists, <laughs> got a better room. <laughs> More quiet, yeah? <laughs> Anyhow, I have, uh, after the first day, I have tried to uh, resist the voice <laughs> of the highway and blend it into the waves in the front door. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, I make a change between both of them. When I'm fed up with the cars, the traffic's noise, I'll go to the front door <laughs> and hear the noise of the waves and see the flashlight from the fishermen. 
supposed not to do it, but <laughs> they do it. <laughs> so how is everyone? Okay? All right? Still have patience? <laughs> this room is a little bit small because our uh, honorable Mr. Chen, he intended to have this room only for the Chinese audience. I don't know where you came from. <laughs> the white, <laughs> the white ones. <laughs> so I apologize for the inconvenience. Yes, but tomorrow I have heard that we have a bigger room. I have heard. I have not seen it yet. I didn't see this room either until now. I've heard it's only 300, and now it looks like <laughs> double or some more, and more downstairs and outside watching the video. The Chinese overseas uh, has been well looked after materially by the government of Hawaii. That we have good government here. You can see by the cleanliness of the, envi- the environment, by the happiness and relaxed atmosphere of the people here. Therefore, I guess uh, materially, uh, we lack nothing or not much in Hawaii. Uh, same with the Vietnamese community, uh, who are very happily settled here. And uh, on their behalf, the Chinese and the Vietnamese, we uh, thank the government of Hawaii. Also, we thank the, uh, the mayor of Honolulu for giving us such a big honor yesterday by being with us in a vegetarian restaurant. Maybe it was the first restu- uh, vegetarian meal of his life. <laughs> but he ate it so... <laughs> I mean, uh, so enjoy, so joyfully. And he had two or three plates of it, big one. So I guess it must have been very tasty for him. So in that case, you may also try yourselves. We have some good restaurant, vegetarian restaurant, yes, uh, here in Hawaii. One or many? That's the only one. Oh, then we have to introduce. <laughs> Open for me. <laughs> yes, I don't eat that much. Today I ate only one sandwich. That was my only meal today. And most of the time it is similar in this direction. Recession, you see. <laughs> I have to, <laughs> to be in trend. <laughs> The Buddha say, if you want to save sentient beings, if you want to, how to say, to talk to them, you have to integrate with them. So I integrate in all ways, even with the sandwiches. <laughs> I don't eat that much. Not that I don't want to go to the restaurant, and I, I do not uh, feel very necessary to go to crowded places very seldom, except when I have to serve you in this way. Very seldom I go out. Even if I have nothing to do or nowhere, I just stay in my room. I don't even walk out of my door room, room door today. All day long, at night, I stay in my room. I meditate or read the books, 
holy books of the different religions. I am studying hard, <laughs> just like you. So even though this room is very small, but we feel the unity of all races, and this is very good. This is typical atmosphere in uh, Hawaii. No one minds the neighbor, what does he look like, and what kind of color his skin, or what kind of job he has. Each one minds his own business and live with each other happily and in harmony. And this is very good so. But I feel especially uh, so much warm and love for the Chinese. Everywhere I go, it is the Chinese that uh, has given me a lot of honor and welcome, even though when they don't know me at all. Everywhere I go, sometimes we have no time to look for a room or hotel or our initiate's house is too small to accommodate the, uh, the people who came to see me privately sometimes. Then the Chinese, they just pack their belongings, go into a hotel themselves and let the whole house for us. Many places like this. Therefore, I intended today actually to speak Chinese <laughs> because I was invited by the Chinese community here and I felt very, how say, obliged to uh, talk in Chinese. I, I, I feel like speaking Chinese, not obligation. But then uh, I was reported that too many <laughs> white faces here. <laughs> You're not angry with me, no? <laughs> or you can call me yellow face in return. Okay. <laughs> we have to have some humor, otherwise <laughs> I get to sleep here when I speak something very boring to you. <laughs> So they said to me, so many English speaking. They didn't say white face, actually. But sometimes they, they say it like this. You know how the Chinese people, they don't speak much English? <laughs> they cannot say. <laughs> sometimes American, and they say American. So they have to say white face so that I understand who is who. There's so many English speaking people here, so uh, we cannot have enough earphones for the English uh, language, so we have to... Uh, uh, arrange it for the Chinese. But I say, okay, then give the Chinese people priority with the earphones and next to me, and the Vietnamese sit elsewhere. <laughs> That's the truth. You can ask them, yes. So I, uh, I will be finished with the Chinese very soon, don't worry. <laughs> and uh, we go to heaven, yeah? It's just that uh, I feel it's very fair to introduce to you a very fine race of people, and the Asian people, are, most of them are very fine anyhow, but because the Chinese are all over places, so we just have to know them <laughs> better. Everywhere they go, they bring business prosperity and also a high moral standard, family love and royalty to that country or the environment where they live, because they have a very age-old, ancient, ethic tradition. And because uh, since long, they have been used to with uh, Lao Tzu, Kong Tzu, Confucius, uh, and Lao Tzu, and all this Zhuang Tzu, and all the ancient teaching of the old masters. So at least... Uh, in their subconscious or in their way of life, they have kept to a very uh, 
how to say, a good line of uh, tradition. Therefore, God has blessed them with a high intelligence and diligence, which makes them successful in every country, in every places they go, and which makes them the target of envy to everybody else, to our regret. Anyhow, but everywhere I see, if every nation treat the Chinese immigrants well, then that country is well. The Vietnamese also. They are very beautiful inside, therefore they dress beautiful outside. You see the Qing dynasty and the old tradition, you know, they dress like fairy tale. Why is that? Because in the ancient time, their people have practiced the meditation method and they can get in touch with heaven and they see all the fairy in heaven and they have described them in painting, in artwork, etc. And so they imitate these people and dress themselves just like them. So you see, even the Chinese Kuan Yin Bodhisattva, she dressed beautifully, no? Ornaments here and there <laughs> and glittering and all that. Yes, even the Chinese Buddhas have to be beautiful. <laughs> Not just a very ascetic Buddha. They prefer a beautiful Buddha. <laughs> Probably that's why the Kuan Yin Bodhisattva descended to earth fully, I'll say, ornamented, uh, fully beautifully dressed and elegant. Yes. Otherwise, the Chinese probably will not accept him, accept her. <laughs> Their love for beauty and uh, uh, precious stones and things like that, and their handicraft are very beautiful, that they're famous in the whole world. Why I introduce so much about these things? Because to let us compare, to let us know why the Chinese people are successful and intelligent and diligent, it is because they are a little bit highly developed inside. I'm not saying outside. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe outside also. <laughs> no. Because of some of the... You asked me why the, uh, why the Chinese in mainland China or uh, the Vietnamese have to suffer in the past. It is because of their mission. They have to bring light and beauty into the world. Therefore, the negative force has been trying to control them. But it won't be long. As you know already, the light has dawned into the land, and it won't be very long before they, they are free to express again what they're supposed to do. And the Vietnamese people also, they love beauty, and every Vietnamese people can sing. Even they sing, not, I mean, not very good sometimes, but they can sing. All of them love singing, and they love beauty. The way they dress is beautiful. The Chinese and Vietnamese are beautifully dressed. It is because those who love artistic things and beauty have something artistic and beautiful inside themselves. It's a little bit higher way of uh, uh, higher consciousness. That's why they had to suffer for a while because the positive and the negative always struggle to have the upper hand. So wherever they go, these two uh, nationalities will bring beauty, goodness into the land 
that they live, that I have seen with my own eyes while traveling around the world and being in communication with the Chinese or Vietnamese community. Of course, when they go into different land, then they were just the same like other people to be integrated. But deep down in their beings, they have this appreciation for beauty, for uh, everything that is of higher taste and good quality. You know that China, the whole world loves China, and the whole world loves their silk and handicraft, earrings and all that. Even we have our precious germs in different countries, but the handicraft, the way they handle the germs and make them into uh, beautiful objects are different, very different. And the way a Chinese lady dressed in, uh, for example, Qing Dynasty, are the royal or the aristocrat dress is even so different than uh, the, in the other, um, perhaps, uh, the Occidental country. Everything uh, they do is uh, more fine, more refined, and more elegant. Yes. It is because they have some inherit, inheritance in them. It is something inside that they derive from their ancestors. Many of our disciples, if they are Chinese, then they would practice very fast and their level go very high, and Vietnamese also. But if it should be some other nationalities, that may be a little bit difficult, more difficult than with the Chinese or the Vietnamese. And that is from my experience. Uh, please don't be offended. Yeah. Maybe you have to prove it to me today that you're better. <laughs> but many of our disciples from different countries also, but perhaps uh, they are not so used to with the Oriental, so-called Oriental way of meditation. But actually, this is not Oriental. This is continental. <laughs> uh, this is uh, how say, international. Our life, if should it be fulfilled, then it must be two sides. There are some things in the Chinese that is lacking, and there's something that we have in the Occident that the Orient don't have, the practical side. Therefore, the Occident, Occidental people are more uh, progressed uh, in uh, mechanical ways, in electronic ways, and many other uh, civilized uh, instruments um, in invention. And also their way of life is more hygienic, more organized, more, uh, more in order, yes. Therefore, both of them, if, <laughs> if the Occident and the Orient mix together and learn with each other, it would be fantastic. The Chinese should learn the uh, practical side of the uh, European and American people, etc., and vice versa. That is why God has placed the Chinese all over the earth, and the Vietnamese as well. They are both very similar in way of life, taste of beauty and everything else. If we are too spiritual and not practical, then we seem uh, lack some, uh, how say, 
color in life. Yes. For example, uh, in India, many people practice meditation, and they they are very holy. Yes. But the the practical side of India is very much lacking. And that is, I guess, uh, one of the many reasons why the Occident people uh, stand a little bit, up, how to say, stand, uh, step backward. Is that right? Is that the correct word? When they saw this outward manifestation of uh, an impractical side, uh, an impractical side of the so-called holy life. But we don't have to be impractical to be holy. Holy actually should mean whole, to be wholesome, a whole being. Then we must have everything. We should develop all side, all way around. Then we should as well take care of our business be successful in life, but be wise and holy inside at the same time. Only then, I think, we truly fulfill the purpose of a human being, that is, to know ourselves and to beautify the world that we are residing, however short. Otherwise, if we just take care of the spiritual side, then we may uh, be too out of touch with the world and we may not care so much for the beauty of this wonderful planet which took billions, trillions of billions of years to come into existence. And it took trillions more years to become peopled and as beautiful as it is today, despite all the damage that has been caused by wars, by natural catastrophes, our world is still very beautiful, especially Hawaii. I have not forgot your land. <laughs> you see, so it, is, it would be a pity if we neglect this, uh, even though ephemeral, um, illusionary environment, but as long as we live in, in it and our children will continue to live in it, I think we should beautify it. Therefore, the woman uh, putting on makeup and sticking some flowers into their hair and wearing the best clothes whenever they can or whenever they are with other people, that is because of the natural tendency of love for truth, beauty, and uh, I'll say goodness in us. And also men also. Men also love beauty in their way and express their beauty in their way. But because men don't need to make up to look beautiful, therefore they don't do it. <laughs> People say women are the beauty side, but I think men are more beautiful because they never need any makeup and all the women run after them since, <laughs> since ancient time, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. It was Eva who seduced Adam, 
not the other way around. <laughs> According to what I understand, I might be wrong. Correct me, please. Yes. And even then, she succeeds only in half of it. He swallowed only half of the apple. <laughs> or maybe he swallowed only halfway <laughs> and gets stuck here. <laughs> That's why I think most or many women are restless and worry about their husband's faithfulness because she feels somehow she couldn't control him or possess him <laughs> completely, fifty <laughs> percent only. <laughs> that is the instinct in us, I guess. Now, in order to be complete within ourselves, we have two ways of doing things. First, we take care of our worldly duty, and that we all do. Perhaps we have not done so wholeheartedly, or we have not realized that work is also a blessing, that we could, uh, um, how to say, do away with our give and take, with the karmic relation between us and other people in this world, and also to help us uh, to be strong in body and mind, since we have to use them for work. It's an excuse for us to let this machine running constantly, just like a car. If we put them put it in a, in a garage too long, it will be in trouble. <laughs> so I have to run it now and again, even if we don't use it. So the first duty all of us more or less do already, maybe not uh, very willingly at first. But then the second duty, after we finish the second duty, we will do the first duty even better the enlightenment. Enlightenment is not a duty or is not a privilege of a Himalaya saints or Indian sadhus alone. It is everybody's privilege. And it is available to even children from six years old. Our disciples are ranging, our fellow practitioners are ranging from six to sixty, etc., sometimes over that. Sometimes children are five and a half or five and nine months or eleven months and a half. Five years old, eleven months and a half, they came and bargained with me. <laughs> Say, please, Master, I have only half more months and I become six years old. Can I be initiated? And now who taught them all these things? It is their own inner God nature that wants to find rest in its own resource. And many of the uh, uh, senior citizens, sometimes they're over the age of initiation because of maybe take vegetarian diet, don't know if they can transit, or can they sit for so long, etc. So we have a, have a limited age for people. But then some of them come also bargain with me, telling me all kind of excuses <laughs> to kind of force us to give them initiation. Sometimes we make exception <laughs> for different people. What is it that makes a difference between a so-called enlightened person and a not enlightened person? 
an enlightened person, he sees life in different, uh, different way. Yes, he's more relaxed, happy, and he knows what is in him. He knows what is the great power that makes all things move, that makes one love the other, and that makes the earth so lively, and that makes life happier for him. That is the supreme master power within each one of us. And when we awaken that and use that only, then all other negative, depressing traits of our habit or collective memory from the past will fade away. Just like a garden, when we plant so many flowers and useful things and the weeds will become less and less. And also we pluck them out, unwanted weeds. If we only be active and center our life in only activities, then we missing one important part. That is the wonderful inactivities, which makes the activities more wonderful. It's just like we have to go once a month or once a year for a long vacation. It is because our spirit, our body, our mind needs a rest in order so that when we come back to our job, we are more efficient and more willing to do it. Similarly, if we take a rest every day, after our work, then of course, logically, we can work more efficiently the next day. That's what makes us happy. No need to talk about heaven or anything else. Logically speaking, we do not need to wait one year to take one month vacation because our body is already too exhausted, our mind is already too tired to enjoy even that period of rest. And we rush out to Hawaii, rent a room, maybe next to the highway, like me, (laughs) and enjoy all the traffic noise (laughs) and the gas smell and all that. And then we rush in and book the airplane ticket, and sometimes we don't get it. Yes. And then we rush here, rush there, just to be on the beach, get a quick tan, otherwise people don't know that we are on holidays. Yes. Yeah, that used to be the trend in Europe sometimes when I was there about 20 or 10 years ago, that the people who come in the office with the brownie skin, we know they have money. <laughs> yeah, we know they can afford to go to uh, Costa Brava, Costa a lot. <laughs> of money <laughs> to get there, <laughs> color, uh, how is it, tinted all. Yeah. And then when we goes back and go back to work, sometimes we're not uh, even uh, recuperated for so much rushing. And the husband has to drive long hours, take the wife and children to the beach and take them back and take them to coffee house and tea house and whatnot. And then after a holiday, he's more exhausted then before he left. Some of them, yeah, not all, but 
That's most case anyhow. Most of the cases are like that. The poor husband goes on holiday. <laughs> Maybe you know better than I. <laughs> so we do not need to wait until our body is exhausted, our mind is already trained, uh, how say, very, very uh, abused, very uh, worked out in order to go on a vacation. We could do it every day by sitting in meditation. And we don't need to do that in one go, two and a half hour even. We can do it half an hour here, half an hour there, and we can do it at lunch break. We can do it on the bus while we are sitting, on train, on airplane, on the beach while we are enjoying the sea, in the park while our dog is running around, or the children are seesawing. So actually meditation is not a mystical way of life that we have to dig a cave in our cellar and make a, a Himalaya out of it. We could sit anywhere, anytime, in our quiet room, even in the bathroom, if we don't have any other quiet room. Yeah, we do that <laughs> in some places. Or sit in the closet, I mean the clothes, hanging clothes closet, yes. I did that sometimes before when I were with the crowded people or in a big temple with gong and shell and, <laughs> and, and, and bells all the time or in a very busy uh, city. It doesn't matter. Wherever we are, we can meditate. So it's very, very easy. That's why children can do it. And we don't need to even cross leg like this. Well, I, I suppose to sit cross leg, otherwise you would think, what kind of master is that? Couldn't even cross legs. <laughs> well, I don't have to, you see. Most of the time I meditate, I don't need to cross leg. But it is a tradition from ancient times, because in ancient times we don't have table, we don't have chair. And most of the Indian people, they cross leg, even when they do transaction, business. Anyhow, it's most of the Indian uh, the meditation came from India and China, where most people sit uh, on the floor, and that's his habit. But we don't need to do that even. We could just sit just like you sit now, yeah, like that. And if you know how to meditate, just close your eyes and do your things, and do your meditation anywhere at all. And nobody even suspect that you are a holy person. And that's the best part about it. Because if people know that we are holy, sometimes we get into trouble. Is that not so? Yeah, I get into trouble all the time. <laughs> After I have been discovered <laughs> that I can do some meditation, <laughs> that everybody wants to learn. Yeah. You see, the activities of life can go on without any question at all, and that must go on. But if only activities and no stillness, then, logically speaking, we are not in balance. That's why most of us experience a so-called unhappy feeling in life, unsatisfied, because we don't give us the time to rest. We think we sleep, that is resting. Oh, that's fine, that's also resting. But it's not enough because we're unconsciously like dead. Whereby, 
if we meditate, we are consciously aware of our greatness, of our communion with the greatest source of the universe, and we are a part of it, and we are connected together with the whole universal power. That's why we be strong, patient, and wise, and then we can do many wonders. And then people will look at us and think, oh, he, he can work miracles. But it is not true. It is the universal power that is at work while connecting ourselves with it. Just like a network. It's just like a radio or television network. If we tune in, if we have an apparatus and we have connected with the whole television network, we can see the program from thousands of miles away. It's not our TV set that have this program. It is the program from the uh, main station. Similarly, when we join in, join in the saintly order, the universal circle, we are one of them. So we're strong. We are united with the whole. And then we are no longer lonely and we no longer have to use our individual limited power to do our daily work even. Even our daily work will be taken care of and watched over and helped and blessed by this universal power. And if we don't use it, it is a very great loss to our life. It is the greatest mistake that we ever can commit. That is a very unpardonable thing that we have done or doing unto ourselves. No other enemies, however cruel, however vicious, could be more cruel to us than if we don't know our greatest power, which lies within us all the time, waiting to be awakened, waiting to be of service. What makes sage different from us? It is because he knows how to use that power. What makes Jesus and Buddha uh, an object of worship for thousands of years? It is because they knew what they have and they make use of this treasure, of this greatest power within themselves. That is the power that makes all the kings even renounce their kingdom, make the Buddha walk out from his throne and never want to go back. This is what makes Jesus can raise the dead heal the blind, etc. We all can do that. No problem. If I can do it, you can. You're bigger than me. You can do bigger things. (laughs) A room is valuable not only because it has beautiful walls and secure uh, roof, but because of its emptiness inside. That's why we can sit here, we can put flowers, we could available objects inside, uh, uh, choice things for our pleasure. Similarly, we have to make our room empty. We have to know the great emptiness inside, and then we can have our choice ideas, choice, uh, how to say, wishes, everything will come true if we sit 
and rest for a period of our busy day life to discover the greatest treasure within, which makes every richest, richest person in this world look like a poor beggar. Because we will have the whole universe at our hands, and we design nothing at all anymore. Even though we still work, we still earn money, but then just to share it with the world, or just to complete our duty as a worldly citizen while we are in this world. We do without any uh, desire for reward or any attachment to the success or failure that we already try our best in our enterprise to, to achieve. Now, when we sleep, there was a great uh, master that you know, Paramaya, Paramahansa Yogananda. He said, when we sleep, we are like God, like angel. <laughs> we do nothing. We are so pure and so innocent. That is why. That is because we are in sleep, in touch with our supreme power within. We are at that time one with the Supreme Master inside. Yes. Now, but we do that unconsciously. Unconsciously. But even then, after we wake up, we feel better. You see that? And we work all day long, but if we could rest for a few hours, even five hours, we feel already much better. Why? Because we rest in the source of all happiness and healing power of wisdom. Therefore, we were innocent like a baby. Everybody sleep, sleeps innocently, and when he sleeps, he looks just like a child. Even when he has just uh, been uh, murdering someone or doing some very tragic mistakes like that in his life, when he sleeps, he just looks like a babe because he's back again to his loving, wise source. Now, can you imagine, if we do that consciously every day, then we are more conscious of that greatest master power which is inside of us. And then we can accomplish more in life with less effort. And we, of course, naturally, we will be more happy. When we sleep, we have desire for nothing, and we hate no one, because we are at the source of all wish-fulfilling power. Similarly, if we consciously, while awake, getting in touch with this power, then of course we are more consciously, while awake, while doing things in this world, less and less desire, less and less hatred, should we even have that, or subtly resides the hatred in our heart. That is only very logical. And nothing mystical, nothing difficult, nothing that we should argue about it. If we do something, of course, we have to know the logic of it. We, we can't just blindly follow someone or some method or some of any theory and then uh, uh, worship as a guru or whatever. No need to worship anyone as a guru, as the Supreme Master we are. We have this Supreme Master inside, and we have to know it. That is the only thing to do.
If we only work and work and have no rest, of course, then we become more restless and we become less efficient in our work because we get fed up, bored, one-sided life. But if we work and rest at the same time, like most of our fellow practitioners do, of course you'll be more happy. Because two or three hours of meditation equal to many months of rest. Because in that time of communion with God, or that Supreme Master Power, which is our original self, we recharge all the energy that has been lost during the daytime. It's more than when we sleep. Because we sleep, we don't know nothing. Of course, when we sleep, we don't need to be uh, meditating or anything because we already God-like, angel-like. The trouble is that when we awake and everything starts, <laughs> every hatred comes back to us or come toward us, every interrelationship between uh, us and other people start to breed troubles or unhappiness. And then, because we are not sleeping at that time, we experience fully the consequence, the, the effect of all these happenings around us. Now, the only solution to deal with this is that we consciously aware of that God presence, God power, which we are unconsciously uh, aware while we are sleeping. Therefore, we meditate. Meditation is the answer. Meditation is sleeping while awaking. Sleep without sleeping. And then we will find all the answers that we need to know about life and death, about how to deal with our daily life, our family relationship, our finance, business. And we don't fear even the end of the world. We don't fear recession. We don't fear no job. Because at that time, we will know how to work according to situations without standing there, stamping our feet, or waiting for something that is not in our share. We will be happy and we can have a resolution to every problem that faces us every day. And we'll be happy in all circumstances. And many sickness, many sorrow will just leave us. And all the worldly desires will also gradually say goodbye. This is the only solution to every problem. The problem doesn't lay in only having an employment or having a, a subway not yet built in Hawaii. But <laughs> the problem lays within our own discontentment because we don't know what to do next in the new circumstances. And every day sometimes new circumstances comes without asking, without us welcoming. So we have to be always prepared. And how we deal with them, how to be prepared, that we know with the meditation. We know every day, consciously or subconsciously, how to deal with every situation in life. And that's why, that's the key to happiness. That's why we will be happy and sure-footed and 
we never feel disturbed or want. In the Bible it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That means we have no desire whatsoever once we know the Lord, once we have the Lord as our shepherd. But do we know the Lord? We don't. That's why we have want. We like to offer you a technique to know the Lord. And that's a very simple and pure motive. We do that with our own finance, our own time, and our own willingness and love for you, for the world. We want to prevent the end of the world. We want to prevent wars and hatred between nations, between brothers and sisters. We want us, including myself, to live a heavenly life while we are here. That's the only motive that motivates us to come here. Apart from the invitation from the Chinese community here, and the, the longing of the Vietnamese disciples. Uh, okay. I think I leave some time for your question, and I will talk further. Thank you for your undivided attention and love. First question. The practice of Tai Chi Chuang be dangerous in mixing with Guan Yin method. Some people consider Tai Chi a breathing technique also. Thank you. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's a kind of exercise. <laughs> Where in Honolulu can one learn vegetarian cooking? Yes, sure. <laughs> you can go to the restaurant that I've been yesterday. What's the name of that? Ah, Buddhist vegetable restaurant. Ah. <laughs> and you look in the newspapers, uh, a yellow page, probably you know. Huh? I don't know the, bo- uh, a ro- the road in, in Hawaii. So also you can come to our meditation center and our disciple will try to cook you, <laughs> try to cook you well. <laughs> How do you deal with hatred in your dreams? In the dream you don't need to deal with it's only a dream. The problem is when we have hatred in this big dream, the real dream <laughs> that we have every day then we should deal with. Every time we have this hate, hatred for someone, we immediately realize it and withdraw it. And that's very simple. We can't avoid uh, hatred feeling sometimes. It is due to the uh, um, so-called karmic consequence of uh, last life or everyday life. But we root it out immediately the moment it appears. That's the only thing to do. There are three questions from this person. The first question, what is my divine purpose in this life? The second question... Oh, one at a time. Oh. What, what is his divine purpose? My divine purpose. Oh, oh. It's me, his divine purpose. His divine okay, purpose. okay. Is to know your God... <laughs> to know that you are one with the Father and use that to bless the world and bless yourselves with happiness. That is your divine purpose. And this is the divine purpose of every uh, human being in our world. 
How can I receive enlightenment and be like you? New, be like new. Be like you. Like me. What do I have that you have to imitate? Uh, it's very easy. Whatever I can do, you can do better. Mm. So just get initiation and we'll show you how. You may be even better than me. I'm just nothing. <laughs> Master Ching Hai, should we supplement our vegetarian diet with vitamins if we feel the need, minus the gelatin uh, capsule, of, of course? Oh. oh, there are many... The point of being vegetarian is that first to rekindle our compassion for all beings and minimize our violent nature which is inherent within us from uh, a life after life uh, battling and struggling with nature and environments for survival. If we can't help it in some occasion, it is fine. And meditate more just to clean whatever little guilt you have inside, and that's okay. Hmm? But there are many capsules made with the fruit Fruit gelatin, right? Yes. It's also um, uh, not uh, irreplaceable. How can you meditate without your mind wandering? It takes some, uh, it takes some practice. Yes, just like at first you learn English and you bubble some Chinese inside, <laughs> or aloha <laughs> language. But after a while, you, you just select what you want to speak. Yeah? When you want to speak uh, Alohan language, then you do it. And when you want to deliberately speak English, you just flow English out. That's a matter of practice. So we practice meditation uh, after sometimes, and we're so used to with the effortless, uh, let go uh, tendency. Uh, we become egoless, and the grace of God will pull us up. And we have to do nothing. It just become very easy. Just like when we're so tired, we just sleep without any intervention of our mind or action at all. How do we know about the Lord? The Lord? Yes. The Lord is within us. There's a way to know the Lord. I told you already. We will show it you. I have seen the Lord. I can show you how to see Him. At the time of initiation, you see Him. Some of the people get also convenient method and they will also see glimpses of the Lord. means they don't get fully initiated. They just uh, want to try. <laughs> and then uh, they also see Him. Yeah. You mentioned that there is still much beauty left in this world. What do you perceive the fate of this beauty with the current increases in population and environmental degradation? Degradation. Uh and what, and what, and what? Environmental degrading, like getting worse. Oh, well, you can't say that Hawaii is very ugly, can you? It's still beautiful and clean, yeah? And for many people pay a lot of money to come here and run around on the street <laughs> and on the beach just to enjoy the beauty that exists in Hawaii. There are many other places in the world still preserved is in its... Uh, uh, beauty is similar to Hawaii. So we can't say that the whole world is uh, completely in uh, disorder. Of course, 
the more we preserve it, the more we beautify it, the better. Mm. And the, uh, the root problem is that many of us are not enlightened and we do things blindly, sometimes even with good intention but blind. Therefore, we destroy many of our beautiful parts of the world. We could have sit still for some part of our life and think over, reorganize our way of life. We can only do that with enlightenment. Otherwise, it's very difficult to rescue our world from the surface. How can I overcome inner anxiety that I can concentrate? Anxiety helps me from focusing. Uh, excuse me. Anxiety keeps me from focusing with a single mind. I told you, lousy English. (laughs) My thoughts are scattered. Ah, you are Vietnamese? Yes. Okay, so for that we forgive you. (laughs) Uh, For being a Vietnamese, can speak English like that, it's already better than me. Yeah. Now, the inner anxiety comes also uh, from the outer environment. Yeah. We have fear because of recession, of the unemployment rates, and of the insecure um, atmosphere of our world. And also we have anxiety because of the seed of worry or planted within us uh, many lives ago. In order to root that out, we must clear it from the the uh, time immemorial, the seed, we have to burn it out. And that we can only do by the light of God at the time of enlightenment. That's why enlightenment is necessary for everything, for the past, for the present, and the future. That's why our fellow practitioners, they have no fear. Just like this gentleman, he said he fear no death. Death is the most dreadful uh, thing for us, for most of us. Still then, we fear no more death because we die daily. We can experience going out of the body and coming back, going to different heavens, coming back. Therefore, we fear no more death because we know dying is just like that. Just coming, going. (laughs) Just like we step out of the door, come back in the room again. Regardless of religious Quote, labels, unquote. Is there a universal truth to know? Yes, 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 yes. That's why I do not tell you to change your religious belief or occupation or way of life. Just know the truth because the truth uh, inherent in all religious uh, underlining principle. Is there a destination we should arrive at? That is the kingdom of God, the nirvana. But there is no such thing as a stagnant station that you jump up and then you get caught under a roof or something. (laughs) Our human language is very limited and powerless to express the powerful and the limitless. 
am I in danger of not continuing to survive? Why should you not continue to survive? I didn't tell you to die immediately after initiation. <laughs> I, I am still here, huh? Sorry. And all my disciples are still here. We don't go nowhere. <laughs> we stay here and get liberated from all our desires, our hatred, our unwanted bad habits. We are liberated already while living. Yes. And the question goes on and says, Should I survive spiritually if I do not follow a specific course towards enlightenment? Oh, 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 oh. It depends, it depends, you see. Uh, if you keep to a very uh, virtuous life, yes, then of course your spirit is uplifted somewhat, some degree. But if you would like complete knowledge of this supreme master power within yourself, then it is better to take an experienced friend to help you. It's faster, less adventurous, and more successful. Just like in every walk of life, every business or new uh, study, you need an experienced friend or teacher to teach you. Hmm? That's it. Please speak up the light and sound of God. The light and sounds of God comes when we're in deep communion with Him, when we sincerely want to be back to where we came from. It comes like flashing, lightning, like thousands of suns, like colorful rainbows, like beautiful electric shock. It thrilled your whole body. It thrilled the, every nerves, every cells in your body and renew your body, spirit, and mind and make you become like a newborn baby. You're innocent but intelligent. You are patient but very wise, very active, very fast-reacting. And the sounds, it's just a kind of condensed light, more concentrated, more powerful. Sometimes if you sit in meditation after initiation, or sometimes when you're in very deep prayers, it can happen that the sound is vibrated, comes like thousands of musical instruments at one time, but it doesn't deafen your ears at all. It doesn't hurt your eyes when you see thousands of suns inside. It doesn't hurt your ears when you hear the thousand kind of violins or great orchestra from heaven playing the tune. And then that uplifts you to the heavenly abodes and let you experience different dimension of the universe and let you know different power which is beginning to emerge within your own beings. That's just about I can simply explain to you. Otherwise, these things are not related with the human experience at all, that we have never experienced such things in human terms or in human existence. Therefore, it's difficult to tell you in words. I can just only invite you to experience. 
That's why all our disciples, they're so happy and so faithful. Not to me, to the teaching that I have brought to them, to the guidance that I have provided to them. If they look very devoted to me, it is because my teaching helped them. It truly awakes their own power. Therefore, they're grateful to me, not to this person at all. Does the negative force get stronger as you get closer to your Lord? No, no. It's not true. It's not true. Uh, the closer we get, the less negativity. Just like the higher we go, the gravity, <laughs> we, uh, we are further from the gravity. No more? Oh, there's a lot more. Yeah, and read okay. fast. Okay. I lo- look like you're on holiday or something. <laughs> Why should I or anyone pray to you when enlightenment is inside us always? All right, you don't have to. Find, o- find out your own enlightenment. I'd be happy and congratulate you if you can find it. If you see the light of God, experience your own power of wisdom, and hear the sounds of heavenly music that lifts you to the sky, to the different civilization, different level of consciousness, then it's fine. It's okay. You don't have to come to me at all. I'm just speaking to those who can't have them and who don't know how to have them. So we freely help you. No condition, no charge, no binding. Okay? Jesus himself said... I am the truth, the light, and the way. No man can get to the Father except by me. He also said that he was the son of the God. What are your views about his statements? He stated the truth while he was alive. He said, I am the light, the truth, and the way. Also, he added, as long as I am in the world. Okay? So don't cut his tongue in half. (laughs) and Just take a half for your convenience. As long as I am in the world, I am the light, the truth, and the only way. Every master says that. Every living master says that. The Buddha said the same thing. How do we learn how to meditate? We show you. There are two kinds of meditation. The one complete, what we call the initiation process, and we take full responsibility to help you until you reach your highest destination visibly and invisibly, invisibly, until the end of the world. The other one, it's just that you want to try to have a taste or you cannot follow vegetarian diet or you're not very serious about existence. <laughs> then uh, we give you a so-called convenient method. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Is that very funny? Huh? What was it that's so funny? i like to know. <laughs> Am I funny or...? <laughs> yeah, they call me funny saint in Chinese and in German. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a saint, but funny perhaps, yes. Uh, the convenient method is that you sit and you eat vegetarian at your convenient time, you know, about half an hour a day. And the initiation you must take more seriously and you truly want to go back to the kingdom of God and get to know it in this lifetime and get to know it completely and liberate it from everything. Then it takes two and a half hour a day for meditation, at, at least, huh? 
But then you can meditate five minutes here, ten minutes there, anywhere you can, any time you have free time. Or when you're doing some laboring work, you can always meditate. Yes. So when you just sit there in coffee break, you meditate. You sit in restaurant while waiting for your meals, you meditate everywhere. Hmm? So the convenient method is for some people who just like to uh, meditate a little bit and uh, and not uh, uh, not consciously or not very seriously or don't want to follow vegetarian diet for some inconvenient uh, reasons. <laughs> Initiate people, they throw away the beef steak and they put the tofu inside in its place. <laughs> yes, that's all. Yeah, and the initiation we will immediately give you the taste of sound of heaven. It lifts you up, and also you see the lights accordingly, according to your sincerity. You see uh, dimmer lights or greater lights immediately at the time of initiation. After you have told you how to sit and just relax yourself, etc., then you get that. Yeah? Mm. But after initiation, tofu instead of beef steak and many other kind of vegetarian harms, etc., you can eat nuts. Mm. There is a... Uh, Hawaii is uh, very easy to meditate. They have nuts. This... Uh, <laughs> beautiful nuts here. <laughs> nuts is very wholesome, very nutritious. Some yogi in India, they only eat nuts and milk. But in our practice, it's not dangerous, not requiring a very strict diet, just vegetarian because of compassion, also health, so that your body will be more uh, able to withstand the greatest force when you tap inside. So minimize also the side effect while meditating because it's a long road. This is a long question, so please bear with my English here. Many Christian ministers describe this period in our life, 1993 through the year of 2000. Give it to me, I read it. <laughs> wow, it's truly a long question. He wrote a book here. Many Christian ministers described this period in our life, uh, 93 to 2000, yeah, as being full of troubles. You follow me? Is my English better than him, huh? See? Yeah. <laughs> they agreed, huh? This period has been full of troubles, such as earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, droughts. Is that right? Famine, storms, hurricanes, worse than we have had. Also, children killing children and their parents or their other family members an increase in criminal behavior, etc., wars and rebellions. What is your insight about these predictions and events? Do I need insights for these events? We can have it outside on the newspapers. You got it now? Yeah? Newspapers, radio, televisions, and all this are uh, often broadcasting these news. This is, of course, um, a very sad event. But this is the last warning from the heavenly hierarchy or hierarchy. Huh? Hierarchy? Yeah? Uh, So that the children from the earth turn backward into their own safety, into the heavenly 
security which God has already attached with us before sending down. This is our life-saving uh, life ring. Yeah, yeah. Just give keep you uh, floating on the water when you <laughs> when you drown. Yes, already attached within our beings to save us in any catastrophe, any circumstances, bring us back immediately to life. If we do not rely on this life-saving power which is within us, then no one, even God, can help us. That's why we are running around the world, keep telling you the message of how to save yourselves at our own cost, our own time, and our own inconvenience in the hope that our brothers and sisters believe in our sincerity, at least try it and help ourselves. With other gurus and spiritual teachings available in this modern age, including other past teachings, also the light and sound, how does one recognize with absolutely certainly a perfect master? That's your personal preference. <laughs> Just like you see which girl you like best. It's your own choice. You must know instantly (laughs) which one you like best. I can't help you. (laughs) I'm not uh, advertising for myself either. If there are so many masters, so much better for us. You can shop around. But be certain to buy something quickly before all the shops close. (laughs) Is this really possible to clean up our commerce for liberation in one's lifetime, even with very heavy, bad commerce? Yes, possible. That's what we are here for. If you are not weary and burdened with uh, so much commerce, then you don't even need us. You're already angel. You're already free of everything. Then what is the path for? What's the method for? Don't worry about your karma. It's the past. This room has been dark before we came. Maybe all day long or many days it's dark. Many nights it's dark here. We turn on the light immediately. No more darkness. The light of heaven will cleanse all the darkness for aeons, billions, trillions of years within our souls. So don't worry. That's why Jesus said, Come to me, all you heavy, uh, laden, and weary, and I will quicken you. I will help you. Okay? What is the universally used name for God? G O D. <laughs> can Jesus forgive sins? He can. He can while he was there. Just like any doctor can cure our disease while he's alive. That's his job. Mm. Does the sin of the father follow the son? To some degree, yes. We call that collective karma. means the collective uh, retribution within the family. But on top of that, each one has his or hers individual collecting uh, bad deeds or good uh, good uh, result of from uh, good deeds. Karma means both good and bad action and bad and good results, not mean only bad one. 
Most people use it in a negative sense. Will initiation help me to keep the five precepts? At first, sometimes it is difficult. What if I fail? It will help you if you're sincere. If you fail, then try it again. Yeah? We can't just immediately walk when we were born, but at least we try, you see? And we try and we try, and many times, and now you're walking all over Hawaii from these first failing steps. Is there a life beyond death? What do you think? What do you think I'm bubbling all these hours for? <laughs> if there is no life after death, I would be swimming on the beach every day and sitting pretty in my tent at home. Hmm? If there is no life after death, what for am I working so hard? Tell us uh, a reincarnation about the incarnation. About reincarnation. This I have told many times, but of course I have to start from scratch because <laughs> many of you are new. See, reincarnation is just like a retarding children you can't catch up with ordinary class or advanced class, have to stay behind or go to an even lower class for retarded children. Okay? If we get enlightenment in this lifetime and then we are upgraded ourselves to the saintly class, a Buddha class, so we don't have to be reborn again as human beings. If we want to, then we become teacher, just like we already passed the exams and we came back be the teacher of high school. We are also in the high school with every student, but we are the teacher. Yeah? What are the uh, similarities between Buddhism and other religions, and what are the differences? There's no differences. The differences are that the Buddhist canons are in plenty, thousands of them, due to good collection and the long life of the Buddha, and <laughs> the Bible only one, because Jesus lived only three and a half years to do his mission. For example, yeah, and other religions depends on how people collect them, the teaching of the old masters, that they become long or short, yeah, big or small volumes. But all in all, the underlying principles is that a two-way to life. First, the ordinary life, physical level, we have to fulfill our duty wherever we are, whatever job we take, and and do it wholeheartedly, uh, loving our family, etc. On a higher level, we have to know our highest ability, which lay in dormant inside. Knowing that power, we can live in heaven while, uh, fulfill, uh, while journeying in this earth simultaneously. And also, knowing this power, we can do better our jobs on earth. We can be a good guest on earth and re- live a richer life while we are here. So all religions teach us that, nothing more. How many levels of consciousness are there? How can you find out which level you are on? Before we reach the highest uh, level of truth, we have to go through five levels of consciousness. And we can know that by recognizing 
the light, the intensity of light that we see inside, and also the scenery, the heaven above that we see inside. We can recognize which level. Another way of le- uh, reckoning, recognizing is through the sound. Each level of consciousness vibrating in different, uh, I'll say, uh, oscillation. Huh? Is that right? Our cons- uh, my English. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. And then by knowing uh, at which, uh, I'll say, which sound is correspond, corresponding to which level, we can more or less testify our own achievement. But after some time, you become expert. You don't even bother about that. People just open their mouth. You can judge him, even from their talk or from their way of doing things, of work, of their work even. You can judge that person. Not to criticize or to do anything. It's just uh, if we should want to know that person's level, we know it immediately without having to look inside, to search for his light and his sound inside his beings. And we can judge our level of uh, achievement inside by our own outward actions. Like we become more loving, more tolerant, more dedicated to the course of, uh, 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 I say, the whole beings, uh, human beings at large. We become more loving, more loving, more patient, just more enjoying. And this we can know uh, by daily observing. You say meditation will lessen your desires of wants, but no matter how happy my mind may be, I still have many wants. Can you explain why? Like you, you say meditation will meditation will reduce your wants. Yeah, but yeah. But do you meditate, the the person who writes? Or maybe you don't meditate the way I meditate. I can't be responsible for that. I said the meditate means the Kuan Yin method meditation because we are contact directly, we are in contact directly with our own source of all happiness, of all wish fulfilling power. That then and there you will be happier and no want. As all of my disciples. But of course some of them get it slowlier because their level is different. But some get it quicker and eventually our desires will just Go. We do things, we don't reject things, you understand? Desirelessness doesn't mean uh, detesting everything in this life. It's not true, it's not true. It's not true. We like things, we love things, we take care of things, but we're not attached to things. And should things are not there as our uh, request, we're not bothered, understand? And that is a desirelessness state. But it doesn't mean you don't want to go and make money. Uh, no, no, no. Go and make them. Be successful. Be as much successful as you want to be. Work for it. Use your wisdom inside to be more successful even. Earn as much money as you deserve and want. If you can't use all of them, give them to me. (laughs) I can make use of them. I give it to the Philippine uh, volcanic uh, victims. I give it to the Vietnamese refugees who has no clothes, no bedding, no mosquito nest. I give it to the poor in Taiwan or in any other places. We, we have many use for the money, so don't be a failure. huh? 
<laughs> work for the money if you want them. Buy everything you need, whatever left over, give it to the Vatican, to the temple, or to the poor, yeah? <laughs> no, don't give to me. I will not accept your money. But should you don't know what to do with it, I, I tell you what to do, okay? <laughs> That's all. But you will use your money yourself. I don't accept any donation. Why must one become a strict vegetarian to experience enlightenment? No, you don't have to. You can experience enlightenment without vegetarian diet. But to be completely enlightened and to keep the state of happiness at all times, we should grant happiness to all beings as well in a complete way. Give them no fear. Give them no, I'll say, uh, threatening atmosphere wherever you walk before you experience free feeling and a very, very, uh, how say, loving atmosphere always around you. That's a more complete enlightenment. Yeah? Vegetarian alone doesn't bring you enlightenment and doesn't make you become a Buddha. All the cows and the buffaloes and horses, they are vegetarian. But that is a great way to help us to achieve, to achieve complete enlightenment because a Buddha without complete compassion is lacking, you see. That's all, all right? Is there another living master now who teaches the same method? Why are you so interested in other masters? Am I not good-looking enough for you? <laughs> you hurt my feeling, you know? <laughs> ah. You don't know how to be good to a woman, huh? Okay, there will be plenty. Go and look for yourself. Go to the Himalaya. It's fine with me. Yeah? The birds already came into your house. You don't catch it? Oh, you keep looking for the bird in the sky. What for? <laughs> yes, laugh. Have a good laugh at yourself. <laughs> Would you tell us more about the true teachings of Jesus compared to the Christian teachings today? Uh-huh. The two are... All right. The Christ, uh, uh, Christ teaching in his time and the Christian teaching at this time are all right. Both are all right. Maybe the present teaching of Christianity is missing, has been censored some part, but this I dare not say in case I be in trouble. And the other teaching of Jesus while he was alive may be more recorded, you see. According to the Dead Sea uh, Scroll, is that right? Yes, that I have uh, read, supposed to be uh, very ancient, even while Jesus was alive, is recorded. There are many things, uh, some things are missing in the Bible, you see. But uh, uh, on, the, on the whole, uh, the teaching of Christianity today is, is okay. Only missing part is that Jesus is not there. That's the greatest missing part. So now we replace it with a direct line to Jesus. So if you want to see him, you can see them, you can see him, you can talk to him, you can learn directly from him because he never died. 
if the church or any other organization in Christian uh, in Christian uh, body can help you to get in touch with Jesus and get direct line to God's telephone number, then it's more correct, so more fulfilling, more complete. Uh, if not, then we supply this missing part for you, and that's all. Okay. What ideas of meditation should you input into your mind? Any or specific ones to be in touch with the universe? See, if you would like to learn the convenient method, of course we will uh, teach you later. Yeah, and you stay behind, and I will ask some of my disciples to teach you more properly. Yeah, yes. Uh, otherwise, you just pray very deep, very deeply, very sincerely while you pray anywhere, not only in the church, but in your house, uh, anywhere you go, you must always try to remember God, the greatest power within us, and pray very deeply. Close your eyes or open your eyes, but pray very deeply. And then that is also a kind of meditation. And now and again, or often, according to your sincerity, you will get the response from the Supreme Master Power which is within you. Do dreams of sleep have any teaching significant to daily life? What, what did you? Do dreams of sleep... Have dream of sleep? Dream of, dreams of sleep have any teaching at all. Oh, you mean in dream when you see something, is there any meaning to it, right? Yes, yes, sometimes the dreams is some kind of uh, symbolic expression of some events or something that we have to learn. But we have to be expert at it. If you want to learn about this dreaming expert, you go and find one. Because uh, well, our dreams are plenty. Sometimes they are meaningless. Sometimes they are just a following up of the uh, a daily event while we are awakened. And it doesn't mean anything. When people invade your psychic space, when should we surrender to it? And when should, should we fight it off? What is this to it? What uh, to surrender. do about it? When to sur- surrender to it. Of course not. Of course not. Everyone has the right to his living room physically as well as the psychic room psychically. No one should invade other people's psychic space. Should it be done so, you ask sincerely that it should be gone. Ask the God power inside to help you. Protect yourself with the faith of your religion, but be faithful enough, be strong. Otherwise, we have initiation for you. (laughs) Use the greatest power, then everything will live. In the presence of the king, understand? No other, uh, say, topsy-turvy being can be present. How can I serve humanity? By getting in touch with God, we serve best. Otherwise, do whatever in your power to express your love wherever you go, to your neighbor, help the needies, and uh, fulfill your duty in the family. Hmm? How can I express my gut lines? You can only express it when you have it. So have the gut light first. (laughs) After initiation, then you can express it. All right? (laughs) We can't... uh, Show the money when we don't know where the money is, right? Even we have them. 
we must know where they are in order to show it to people. So even you have God lights within you, you must know it first, contact it first, and then can show it to people. I can show you the lights because I have the lights. I'm in possession, possession of the lights. I know I have it. You have it, but you don't know. That's the difference between us. I would like to find a good husband. Is it okay? By all means, yes. Why not? Is a question for me? <laughs> When meditating, how to concentrate your thoughts without being affected by daily life? It will become natural after some times of practice. You just be effortless. You don't even know when you think or not think. You just sit there and it's happened. And the lights will come, the sounds will come, and then you're oblivious of everything. And whenever you want to come out of it, you'll be aware of everything again. Right? It's very easy. Oh, what she means is that can she find a husband as well and then also meditate? It doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, most of our fellow practitioners are married, married people. It's, not, it's no bar to spiritual practice. Why must we have the initiation in order to know how to meditate? Because you don't know. That's why. Just like if you want to learn any skill at all, you have to go and find a skillful person and learn from him. All right? We don't want to be an irresponsible uh, guide. We, we have to teach you from the top to the bottom because then you'll be alone when I'm gone. See, you have to know everything, how to deal with the problems or how sometimes the negative power within you arise, what to do, etc. We have to tell you everything. That is the, the process you must know. But the initiation goes without language. You just sit there and you get everything you, you should get. The instructions is only for in case of the minds and all the intellectual doubts and all that. And all the uh, pitfalls sometimes during the journey to the kingdom of God, we have to tell you. But the initiation is nonverbal. The true initiation, I don't talk to you. And I don't even need to be present at all. I could be in Taiwan, in Japan, anywhere, and I can place someone here to tell you the instruction, and you get initiation for me all the same. Understand? The initiations. Most important part is that your own sincerity, wanting to know your own self. And that's how you get your own answers. Is this justified if I kill a murderer in order to stop his killing of other human beings? If not, what should I do? Tell the police. <laughs> Because if you kill him, you are the killer. And the police will be after you. So, tell the police to do his job, because it's not your job. Hmm? All right? What? But maybe that person be repenting, you see? So give him a chance, yeah? When he's in jail, he might be repenting, or he might read some immediate enlightenment book, <laughs> and then he turn his life. You never know what uh, make a person turned into a murderer. It could be many complicated situations. 
could be uh, very uh, into it, into it. Help. <laughs> huh? Into it. <laughs> into it. Yes, yes. I mean, intricate system of society or some kind of trap which he falls into and then he can't get out. You see what I mean? So we can't just take justice into our hands without considering a lot of his background and many of the previous life karmic, uh, how to say, net between the different people's relationship. So sometimes we judge him unjustly, you see. The murderer came maybe to kill those who killed him before. And now if you kill him, next time he come back kill you. So it never ends, this devilish cycle. So we better not use violence for violence. What is the difference between a monk and a lay people? The difference lays in the heart, not in the outer outlook. If a lay person very dedicated to God while fulfilling his already given duty to him, then he is also a monk. Understand? Yes. A monk is more lucky. <laughs> he is official. <laughs> and everyone knows that he's a monk. Yes. But just like policemen, they are uh, official police wears uniform, look dignified, and some, how you say, secret agent. Yes, they are also policemen. Both doing the same duties. So who can say what is better, what is different, right? It depends on what you do and what you aim for in your heart. Your motive is very important, not the outlook. Yeah? Are there things are there such things as evil spirits or demons or Satan that possess people? Yes, there are such things. But many of the evil spirits are within the heart of the people. When we generate hatred, when we generate depressing, oppressive thoughts towards other people, we breed this unpleasant uh, electrical, invisible currents into the air, into the atmosphere, and they condense together, make it become a force that is frightening to reckon with. Whoever pass by, whoever come into contact with that uh, environment which is full of hatred and full of dark, oppressing force, you see? So it is better that we always Think good, do good, and talk good. Think God, do God, and talk God. Yeah? And even realize God is better still. Do you advise people to seek counselings from psychics or fortune tellers? That is for the people who are not enlightened. Of course, they depend on anything. I can't tell them to stop it <laughs> because they will be going all the same. But for the enlightened people, they take matter into their hands. They control their own life. They regular their karmic pattern. They need no psychic uh, reading or no uh, 
fortune teller to tell them what to do next. Okay? Are there ghosts or earthbound spirits? How can we, how can we help them? Help yourself first, please. <laughs> we are the living and we couldn't help ourselves, never mind the ghost. Hmm? We can't talk to the living beings. <laughs> it's more difficult to talk to ghosts. Please tell me why sometimes I feel very lonesome and sorrow. Why can't I be happy and have worry? It is because we are incomplete. Everyone feels lonely now and again or often to the point of suicide because nothing in this world, even the whole kingdom of earth, could not satisfy them. That is because they know they have better things before, before they came to this world, before they get entangled in this maze and forgot their origin. So go back to where we belong. Find our greatest treasure. We satisfy every great and small need in our life. Even the sexual appetite will decrease. Even the greatest beauty on earth will not have such enticing or enticing. Yeah? Enticing power over us as it was before our enlightenment. Enlightenment is just that we know ourselves. We know how complete we are without having to to be combined with the other sex or the other opposite force. Because both inside we have yin, yin and yang. We have positive and negative. We have the female and masculine aspect within our beings. If we unite them both, we balance the yin and yangs, then we're complete, we're whole, and we need nothing, and we never feel lonely. I stay the whole day in my room, and every day in my room, or any, I am for many months sometimes, if I don't have anything to do, or I don't have to go out lecture, I don't feel lonely. The more people I have to see, the more lonely I feel. The less... The alone, I will feel no lonely. Because when I'm with people, I have to go outward. My tendency go out, my energy go out, my focus go out to take care of people, to listen to their needs, to feel one with their trouble and sorrow and their loneliness. There I am lonely. Because I forgot my complete self, at, at least for the time being. Or I have no time to be one with that. Or I separate a little from it. You understand what I mean? In, in fact, I'm never separated from it, but at least my mind, you, you know what I mean? My focus, my attention is separated from this complete happiness, self. Therefore, I'm lonely. When I'm alone, I'm playing with myself, I'm merging with myself, I, I'm just complete, you understand? So therefore, I'm never lonely. So that's a paradoxical question for you. Try it and you know it. But be enlightened first, please. If one is enlightened, can you heal the physical ailments of others? You can. You can. But it's not the noblest aim for us, the enlightened person. We came not for physical reward, but for the healing forever of the soul. 
from all sorrows or sickness forever and ever. But the physical ailments does go away also. Many of them or some part of them will go away. Even cancers. Many of our disciples are healed automatically, even already pushed into the operation table and then injected the, how to say, the anesthetic, yeah? Anesthetic injection. But then the doctor found that the cancer of yesterday is gone. <laughs> so I pushed back the patient out again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes. Something like that will happen. But we should not aim for physical healing alone when we want to see the Lord because we just ask for very little thing if we do that. Like we go into the king's treasure and he will say, take whatever you want and you just want a glass of cold water. Yeah? That's a great loss to us. That's all. Okay? I'm going to try to translate from Vietnamese to English. In Christian... It says, Christ is the Son of God. In Buddhism, is there a relationship between a Buddha and God? And how are they related? Buddha is also a son of God. All of us are son of God. Jesus said that. Okay? Mm-hmm. We are all children of God. But some know it, and some are too young to realize it. Just like two princes. One is grown up and ready to take the throne, the other one just born and don't know that he's a prince. Both of them are princes. How long do I need to meditate a day when just start? How what? It's really different. How long do I need to meditate a day when I just get started? 20 hours. (laughs) Yes. In German they say, Ends good, alles good. Means <laughs> whatever you have a good good start, it will end good. So might just well start twenty four hours, huh? No, I give you four hours to sleep and eat and go to the toilet and that. <laughs> you meditate as much as you can for your own sake. All right. Even if I say to you two and a half hours, already very little. We work eight hours for a few thousand dollars a month. We'd feed this body only for a few decades. And we couldn't work for the whole kingdom of the universe two and a half hours a day. That's a very great bargain, you see? So make your choice and do what you want to do. I'm only suggesting and helping you if you need. But the choice is yours. You're finished? Mm. Oh, yeah, we are done right now because of time limitation. Okay, thank you for your love and attention.